Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth. You're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Tuesday, February 13th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions, talk through what some of your game plans are, and maybe give you a little reality check if things seem a little too ambitious. If you've got a question, if something's going on in your life and you would like us to help you out, all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. And of course, let us know if you would be willing to come on the air live, either via audio or video. While you're on the website, don't forget, we've got a lot of stuff, the free weekly newsletter. We've got the blog, we've got resources. You can buy my book, The Great Money Reset. It's out in paperback and everybody wants a chance to change your work, change your wealth, change your life, right? So check it out. And Jill on Money Live, that is our subscription service. 35 bucks gives you access to quarterly live webinars for the next year and lots more special bonus video content. So all on the website there for you. Today, we are talking to a couple. I love the couple conversations, gang. It's Michael and Mary. They're uh, hanging out in Boca. Boca, baby. Um, you know, whenever I hear Boca, Michael, I think of that Seinfeld episode where it's like Boca del Grande or something. It's like where they are all they are where Seinfeld goes and visits his parents. So how's the weather in Boca, baby? It's a little cloudy today. And that from Seinfeld was Boca del Vista. Boca del Vista. And he was like on the board. It was fabulous. All right. You guys don't live there. You're just hanging out and having fun, right? Yes. Actually, we're visiting my mother. Oh, that's nice. What a good son and and daughter-in-law you are. So what's going on with you? What brings you to our program? Well, we're thinking about uh, buying another home or a condo, and we just needed some advice to see if this was financially reasonable and you know, mm-hmm. get some advice on you know those those issues. Okay, that sounds good. How old are you guys? I'm 69 and my wife is 63. Yeah. you. Uh, by the way, Mary, you sound much better and younger. You haven't even spoken yet. I just said that. And are you guys retired or still working? I'm retired. My wife works part-time still. Mary, you could, don't let him talk for you. I want to hear from you. So you're working part-time. How much do you make, Mary? Oh, it varies because uh, I'm a nurse and I work very part-time. I'm enjoying kind of semi-retirement already. So I uh, make around $45,000 a year working maybe oh, six months out of the year. That's awesome. So right now, in addition to the part-time nursing income, what is the other source of income that you guys have? Uh, the major, main, main sources of income is uh, pensions, investment income. 
Social Security yet or not? No, I'm going to hold off. Next year, I turn 70. I'm going to claim at 70. Okay. How much are the pensions, the total of the pensions? The total gross pensions is 135000 Yowza. That's good. And gross because you pay health care out of that or what else? Uh, there's other things that are taken out. So the take-home actually is about 100000 can you live on that hundred thousand, or do you need the forty-five of the uh, part-time nursing income? Uh, probably need the extra income. All of it? Like, do you know how much you actually spend on terms of expenses? Uh, yes, I had a, a spreadsheet. I keep track of that, and we can spend easily one hundred and fifty thousand. I think last year. I didn't say what was easy for you to do. <laughs> All right. So, but you really, you do need 150 net to you guys. Like that's really the, the number you think? I think that's reasonable. Yes. The social security at your age 70, Michael, what will that be? The social security administration right now on their website says I'll get about 4,400 a month. That's good. Mary, how much longer do you think that you will continue to earn that nursing income? Is it like getting too much or do you like how much, how many more years do you think? Well, I'm hoping long as my health is good, that I will try to work until I'm 67, which is my full retirement age. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you said you have investment income. So let's talk about the money that you have set aside so far. So first of all, tell us about your retirement accounts. What do you have? Uh, to break them down, we have in a Roth account, we have $1.74 million. Mm. In a traditional IRA, 420000 The rest is all taxable. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can break that down. It's um, another four, maybe another $4 million. What? I thought he was about to say 400000 Mary, what's going on here? How'd you get all this money? Is this, this is not all nursing income. You guys have killed it. Well, my How'd husband you get $4 million? has been how, how? an advocate on financial uh, planning, uh, even with our kids. He's done this pretty much all his life. We And also, oh. we're very frugal. Um, yeah. Professionals uh, in our job. But yeah, we've been very frugal and try to live below the means. Yes, I'll say. Amazing. All right. Now, let's just be clear about this. You own a home somewhere else. You don't even have to tell me where. What's the primary residence worth? About eight fifty to 900 Is there a mortgage that remains? No, no debt. No debt. Okay. And that's the only thing? There's no other um, rental income or anything else? Uh, no. The income is from the job and, and, and investments. Okay. So what is it that you would have to pay to buy this other home where maybe you just like hang out and, you know, buy a house in Boca or something? How much money would you have to spend to get what you guys would want? That's the question we have. Yes, that's a part of the question. We've looked at things and the prices of houses right now, we're looking at maybe 800 to a million dollars right now, possibly. Yeah. So what? So you, what about the $4 million in my taxable account? Well, it's, are you scared of spending? That? I don't want to spend it right now just because it would it would uh, incur uh, a very large capital gains. And that probably would push us into a, a, another tax bracket and mm. cause other well, issues. But right now, if you were 
to look at that portfolio and maybe plan for not all this happening this year. But if you started to sell some assets this year and some assets next year, are you telling me that you have such just a deep capital gain that you're going up into, you know, like the 35% tax bracket or 37%? Like, what do you think? It would go right now. We're into, uh, this year will probably be the 24% tax bracket or just up against the top of that. So after that, it goes up to what, 32, I believe. Yep. And then 35, you're not even close to 37. I'm just kidding you. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there is no, there's probably no real way to make that go away, right? As a capital gain, if we're going to make this expenditure. So think about this. Maybe this is exactly the time you should start doing this because remember, what do we have? We have 2024 and 2025, right? Where we absolutely know what the capital gains rates are going to be, right? We know it. We know that your long-term capital gain is, uh, you know, listen, probably for you guys, it's going to end up being 23.8%. It's most likely that's what it's going to be, right? Because- you know, it's if you make more than $250,000 together and there's the whole Medicare surtax, but let's just presume that it's 23.8. So we know that's going to be the case for this year and next year. We don't know that's the case after that. So is it possible that it makes more sense to do this either this year or next year rather than wait to see whether capital gains rates reset higher? What do you think? I agree with that. The, the alternative is I've been trying to do a lot of Roth conversions because we're in the lower tax brackets uh, until 25. So that- Yeah, but you know what? But wait a second. Most of your money is in Roth now, of the retirement, right? So you've, I, you've done a great job. You now, to me, have a really unique opportunity, which is you want to buy the second home. I mean, presuming you really want to and you've tested this all out, right? But if you say, okay, no, we're sure. We want to do this. We want want nice weather, whatever. I wouldn't be so scared. I mean, you're young, meaning that, you know, you've got, you can pull the trigger this year, take some of this money out of the taxable instead of converting. And then you have time to take the money out of the pre-tax traditional environment. You have five more years before you have to, right? 75. Is that 75 you or 73? I should be seven. I, I should be 73. 73. So you got three years for you and then more years for Mary. So in the conversion process of that traditional, what part of that is yours? What is hers? Uh, the, the entire traditional is Mary's. Perfect. That's even better because Mary is a young spry nurse. And that means that she doesn't have that 73. She has till 75. Correct. So she could start dribbling out that traditional money at any time to start pulling money out. In fact, I'm not even sure I would convert it. I mean, you'd ha- you, you just can take it out and it'll be fine. I mean, you got plenty. You know you have plenty of money for retirement, right? Do you know that? Yes, I do know that. Mary, you on board? You got that, right? Yes, uh, but um, oh. at the same time, we want to help the kids a little bit too, you know, so. Oh, the kids. I knew there was going to be something extra. Tell me about the kids. How old are they? 29 and 25. When you say help the kids out, is there something that's happening for them? Are they launched or do they, you know, like when you say help out, what do you mean? Uh, just help them out eventually. If they want to uh, eventually buy a place, they uh, they're renting right now. 
where they live is probably a little difficult for them to buy a place right now. So no, they are launched. They're out of the house. They live, uh, yep. they live in uh, different places. So it's just helping them out with uh, any real big expenses, like if they wanted to buy a house. I mean, I still think you can help them out. And even if you, if your taxable, okay, first of all, a few fun things to remember. If your taxable account goes from 4 million to 3 million and you buy a million dollar condo, your balance sheet has not changed, right? We've just moved one asset, which is a liquid asset into an illiquid asset. If you ever wanted to sell that place and, you know, do something else, it's still an asset, right? It's not, it's not, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that. I think that you have so much money saved that, there is, to me, no problem of converting a liquid asset. In this case, you got so much money, you know, the $4 million plus the $1.7 in the Roth. You've got this available. You can do this. You have to give yourselves permission to do it. Nothing bad's going to happen to you. Is it possible that, you know, five or eight years from now, you guys say to me, oh, each kid, we we really want to help. We're going to help them with a down payment. We're going to give them 250 grand each to buy something. You could do that too. I wouldn't do that right now. First of all, they don't want it right now. But also, I think that you don't feel confident, even though you know in like sort of big picture, we're fine. But when you get to be 70 and the social security comes in and Mary, you start to say, yeah, you know, I don't need this part time anymore. I think you're probably a few years away. But if those kids needed help, you could help them. You would absolutely be able to help them. Do you have money that's just sitting in the bank right now? Uh, Yes, that's what I was just going to bring up. I've been raising cash over the last year. And right now we have one million dollars sitting in a money market fund. Oh, stop it. Stop this. Stop this nonsense. Stop the insanity. You don't even need to sell out the taxable account then. I mean, you could sell some out. I think we're just used to saving, not spending. I know. I'm. Do you need me to come to Boca and help you learn how to spend money? It's hard. I, I could. I could do a very. Uh, I could do a, a charitable trip down there. It's. It's hard to go from the accumulation phase to the spending phase. Yes, we say accumulation to decumulation. But I want to be clear. You have all the money in the world to do what you want. Do you feel like your kids? Are they financially secure? Do you want? Do you want to do some gifting to them to get them on their way? Uh, yes, I th- I would like to start, you know, over time gifting to each one of them. Yes. And they're both good kids. They're not going to be spendthrifts, right? Hopefully not. But <laughs> That's a loaded question. No, I, oh, boy. I, I have faith in my kids. They're very good. I mean, you guys are very good. So I, I imagine they came out that way. You know, listen, you can do a few different things. So number one, go buy your gosh darn place. Go spend your million dollars and do it now. I, I implore you. I do think that from the taxable account perspective, if you need a little bit more cash that, you know, you start cleaning things up. And like you said, you're hoarding cash a little bit. You can take some of the money that's in the bank and you can either use it towards the house itself. So you might say, you know what? We can buy an $800,000 house. We'll keep 200 grand in the bank because we like having cash. We'll take 200 out of the taxable account. We're done. Right. And that's easy. You should do that. I would do that immediately. I would not be so hyper about converting your traditional to a Roth because I just think Mary's age suggests that we could just pull money out as needed. Frankly, you could just take some money out every year and stay within the tax bracket that's comfortable for you. And I do think that um, if you want to start gifting to the kids, once you do the house and you got that all settled, you could just start instead of saying, oh, we want to help them with an actual down payment. Maybe they don't want that. 
maybe you should start gifting them some money. Maybe you should say, you know what, we're going to give them $18,000 a year each, $36,000 each year, and that's tax-free to them and help them start building their own financial futures. And maybe that's a better way for you. Maybe you'd feel more comfortable doing it that way and helping them, especially Michael, since you're really into this, really help them understand like this is how you start an investment account. This is how you do it. I mean, you're in such beautiful shape. I would hate for you to forego doing something you want to do because you are in great financial condition. My husband has a hard time doing that. You know, I tell him that all the time that uh, he's need, he needs money therapy. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I'm giving it to you. Thank you. But you know, right? This is what he, everyone needs an Auntie Jill for this yes. exact reason. Because here, I know this kind of person. I have been involved with people like Michael in my life. And I think what happens is, as you aptly said, accumulation, putting money away, that's how we've lived. We know, and you get it. But decumulation, spending the money is hard. So how do we make it a little bit easier for you? Michael, you deserve this. This is a great, you've done a terrific job. You've worked really hard. You've put your money away. Great. But I think once you convert that money, I have a feeling in your head, you say to yourself, that's the kid's money. That's not my money. And then you won't spend it. So that's why I'm reluctant to have you keep converting because I don't think you're going to have fun. I mean, you're going to have fun. You got married. I think it would make a lot more sense if you can use that for cash flow and spend it. And now you don't have to worry about converting it. Just spend it and stay within a tax bracket that feels comfortable for you. And don't look back. You should go out and buy the thing you want to buy. Your kids are going to be fine. Your kids are going to be fine. Truly. It's not going to be a problem. And what else is, I heard a whisper. What else? What else do you want to ask? No, she's just agreeing with you. That's Absolutely all. <laughs> do. I've been telling him this since he retired. We should, you know, we may have next 10 years to enjoy ourselves before we, you know, we may not have the strength to travel and do stuff. That's right. And, you know, Mary, how often you're, I don't know what kind of nurse you are, but, you know, you encounter people who will say to you like, oh, if I only knew. That if I had, like, I only knew before I got this diagnosis, I don't want to be all Debbie Downer on you, but like, life is short, dude. And you got a chance to actually like have fun, enjoy it. You're not going to be a spendthrift. You are not made that way. You, I could not make you become spenders in a huge way, but you got to give yourself permission to enjoy what you have. Your kids are going to be amazing because I already know that they will at the very least, you know, inherit a Roth IRA that'll be, you know, millions of dollars. It'll be a primary residence. There'll be another second home. Like they're going to be fine. You will be able to help them. You have liquidity. There is no, you're not even making a huge, big, big decision. All we're saying is we want to give you the ability to buy this home, have some confidence that you can pull some money out of your uh, pre-tax accounts and live on that money. I don't even want you to convert it anymore. This is everyone listening. Don't shut your ears because maybe you do need to convert. But in this case, I know these people. I know once you convert it, you're never going to spend it. No way. Am I right? Michael, own it. Yes, you're right. I I converted to give it to the kids eventually. I knew it. I knew it. I mean, you know, I, I might not be very smart, but I can be wise. I think we have got to get you to be able to enjoy this money. So I don't want to belabor this. You're in fantastic shape. Did you guys do your estate planning yet? Actually, we, this month we uh, should be signing our estate documents. Fabulous. All right. That's it. 
what else do you got for me? Anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, Mary, do you want to give me any nursing advice? Stay out of a hospital. This is my mother's thing. Just stay out of the hospital. I'm a, a dialysis nurse. So everyone oh. take care of yourself. You would never want to do dialysis. Oh, it sounds horrible. Well, you're, you're a little, you are an angel. I'm sure that you are, you're great at what you do because you have a lovely disposition. Guys, I wish you the best of luck. If you, like Michael and Mary, have accumulated gobs and gobs of money or even small gobs of money, and you just have a hard time spending it or giving yourself permission or trying to just get to this phase where you're turning the spigot on the other way, give us a holler. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Do let us know if you'd like to come on the air. It's so great when you have couples because you really hear both sides. So we absolutely adore that. Don't forget, you can subscribe to this program on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. And don't forget to lift someone up, change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com, we've done your homework.